Hey everybody, Chris Fafalius here. If you enjoy One Hit Thunder, which I'm assuming you do considering you're listening to it right now, I want to tell you about another great music podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. It's called Riffs on Riffs. On this season of Riffs on Riffs, hosts Toby Braswell and Joe Watson are breaking down one iconic pop song each week. Everything from Taylor Swift's Cruel Summer to Journey's Don't Stop Believin' to Naughty by Nature's OPP. Each week, they crack open the song, trace its history, decode those cryptic lyrics, and unearth the hidden gems in its musical DNA. Not only do they dive into the song's history, lyrics, and impact, they also go down some fun and oftentimes hilarious rabbit holes. So yeah, if you're a fan of One Hit Thunder, I think you'll also enjoy Riffs on Riffs. So go hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, Chris Fafalius here. As many of you may know, I've played in the band Punchline for most of my life. Well, I'm here to tell you that we just released a new song. It's called Can I Get a Break? And I think the title of the song, which is also the main hook of the song, is pretty relatable to how we're all feeling lately. Here's a little preview for you. How many times am I gonna have to start Am I gonna have to refresh? Cause I put my shoes on every day and I walk out that door. I'm getting tired, waiting patiently for progress. Can I Get a Break by my band Punchline is now streaming at all the places where you can listen to music. So if you like the way it sounds, go check it out. Question. Why is it that every time you turn on an episode of One Hit Thunder, you gotta listen to me do some intro or I try to be clever? Man, funk that. Just get to the episode. That's what we're about to do as Matt and I dive into the career of Baltimore's premier grievance poet, Saget. One hit is all you need to make the money guaranteed And you can live off royalties forever And it makes me wonder, is it just a wonder or is it one hit thunder? So Matt, question. Why is it that the spoken word stylings of Saget allowed him only one hit? Man, fuck that. <laughs> Beautiful intro. Uh, so this was your pick for, for the Patreon to vote on, and I didn't expect it 
to win, to be honest. I, I felt like, man, is Chris picking a song that literally me, him, and like eight people who remember a specific Beavis and Butthead episode know this song? But uh, here we are. We're talking about Funk That. And I actually remember this song past Beavis and Butthead. I heard this song before it was on Beavis and Butthead. It was on MTV for a little while. Like yeah. this was actually, I remember this being a hit at the time. So it took a lot of work to find the chart peak on this. Where do you think this ended on the Billboard Hot 100? It did make it to the Hot 100. Oh, man. Are you saying that this only hit like number 80 or something? A little bit higher than that. 63. Okay. Peaked at 63. But it was number three on the dance charts. Okay. Now, the idea of dancing to funk that is a confusing concept to uh, me. That's a beat you could dance to. Yeah, it's just interrupted every 30 seconds with a spoken word piece. Right. And this is really a one-hit wonder in the truest sense. Now, in my research, Saget released two other songs that they're not even worth talking about. No. They're basically like spoken word, not as good as this one. And every time he releases a song, there are like nine other versions of it. He does like an album that's all the same song, 10 different versions of it, like extended remixes and stuff. Insane. Th- yeah. This is just a guy who made a thing that caught on. <laughs> now, he, according to uh, Last FM, I found an article about Saget on Last FM that said that he actually started rhymes. He started writing rhymes and freestyling at the age of 13. Uh, back in 1983, apparently they were like he perfected a bunch of different types of hip hop, but fell in love with the concept of spoken word and and moved in that direction. Uh, come the 90s, yeah, this is a Baltimore guy. Yeah, we, we, we learned. Yeah, Baltimore DC poetry slam scene was was his thing. Okay, and that being said, this guy made this song, like two other songs, and just. That was pretty much it. Yeah. The only other thing I could find through that last FM is apparently he now uses the name Saget Manchu, all okay. one word, all caps. Okay. <laughs> but couldn't find anything under that name either. So I don't know what he's exactly doing with that name. But Right. And Matt, as you brought up and as we watched like an hour ago, because you could watch it on YouTube, this was a memorable Beavis and Butthead riff on a video. For sure. Yeah. And Beavis and Butthead enjoyed this video at the time. They like doing their own funk dats. Yes. Which we'll get to. Uh, we'll do our own. For yeah, sure. I definitely got some of my own funk dats. But <laughs> before we do that, we should we should analyze. We should go through and, and, and have a little discussion about each one of Saget's funk dats. For anyone who's not familiar with this song, basically Saget airs a grievance. And then, <laughs> and then at the end of it, declares... Funk that. So I noticed something when I was writing down the lyrics to this is that he declares funk that. Mm-hmm. And then there's always a button after the funk that tied to right, that particular thing. Right. I want to throw a theory your way real quick. And I want you to think about this while we're going through these lyrics. Well, before you throw this theory, is your theory going to be when he said funk that what he was actually saying was fuck that. I <laughs> imagine that there had to have been a fuck that cut to this Is song there? yeah that's i don't I'm... i couldn't find one there has to be but no i think that this song inspired at least two other songs oh that you and i know okay and my theory is that lonely islands threw it on the ground is inspired by funk that 
I don't really know that. And I wouldn't be surprised if something involving Andy Samberg would be inspired by, by something from the early a, 90s. Yeah. yeah, because that's the one where it's like... At the farmer's market with my so-called girlfriend. She hands me her cell phone. Says it's my dad. Man, this ain't my dad. This is a cell phone. I threw it on the ground. What you think I'm stupid? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) That's a parody of this, yeah. And then the other one that I thought of, I think Insane Clown Posse's How Many Times Hmm. is vaguely inspired by this. Yeah, it's airing grievances, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And it always ends with him screaming. I think of the end of that song where he's like, he judges my life. Yeah. So Hmm. just... Think about that in the back of the head while we're breaking down these lyrics. But yeah. Well, also, so this, what year is this song? Is so it, it was released in, I want to believe, I believe it was released in late 93, peaked in like mid 94. Wow. Man, this was competing in 94. That's a tough time to compete, 93, 94. <laughs> I think you missed out on a track on that EP. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Can you imagine right. the punchline? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know what you know what matt um right now i'm actually i'm actually gonna do this we're having a text message thread about like recording i'm actually gonna text to these guys right now hey i think this is an okay idea but <laughs> i'm actually typing this but also do you guys think we could cover saget <laughs> funk that Maybe with our own grievances. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's the first the first verse. Question. Mm-hmm. Why is it that every time I'm walking down the street, someone wants to stop me just to give me a flyer? Man, funk that. Get out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> I guess with the exception of sometimes when I've been in Vegas on the Strip, People are handing out a lot of flyers like, come to this strip club, whatever. That's the only time I can think of New York, too. I know I've I've been flyered at uh, when walking through New York. But yeah, it's like major cities. Like, right. you and I, you're not walking through Greensboro. Yeah, no, <laughs> We're like trying to throw flyers in your hands. Yeah, with the... the rise of the internet this is pre-internet yeah when when saget's talking about this there are a lot less flyers yeah show flyers i handed out some flyers in my day in the 90s and i just i'm surprised he led with this yeah it's an interesting starting one i actually inspired by this song now when i do san diego comic-con i have to hand out geekscape flyers Mm. or i guess postcards is more accurate they're not flyers geekscape postcards and because of this song and a Mitch Hedberg joke, I started to be brutally honest. So when people would walk by, I would like stick out the flyer and be like, here, you throw this out. Right. <laughs> right? It's like, and it, it, it kind of worked in a weird way. Like people would like stop in their tracks, smile, chuckle, and then come back and take the, uh, the postcard slash flyer. So right. maybe if someone joked around with Saget, he wouldn't be so upset about it in right. retrospect. Yeah. His next question, which I actually think is a very insightful verse talking about something that didn't get talked about that much in the nineties, which is racial profiling. Mm. When he says question, why is it that every time I walk into the bank, 
The tellers look at me like I'm the one that robbed them last week. Come on, man. Funk that. What are you looking at? I think that's a legit grievance. Le- genuine grievance. Yeah. For sure. Probably, uh, I mean, we're going through all these. The most genuine grievance. Well, well, also, I just love the jump from someone handing you a flyer to racial profiling. <laughs> that was such a... Maybe he should have led with the racial profiling. He led... Or maybe he was just trying to ease people in, and then he just smacked them in the face with something way more serious. Yeah. I mean, that is that is the most legitimate grievance in this okay. one, though. Question. Why is it every time that I turn on the radio... Yeah, right. The radio. As, the radio. As, as Beavis. <laughs> that was the part, the big part that Beavis was doing in the <laughs> in the riff on it. Radio. <laughs> I hear the same five songs 15 times a day for three months. Man, funk that. Get a new DJ. Legit grievance, especially in the 90s when the radio was still a thing. Yeah, legit grievance. Thing that I have a disagreement on, don't blame the DJ. Yeah, not the DJ. He's fault. not making those calls. <laughs> I, well, I mean, you know, part of me is like the DJs could try a little more. Yeah. Maybe they could slip a few songs in here and there. If they're, they're probably not allowed most it's, of the time. It's wild because you think about how many songs have we either talked about on this show or that you've heard on Demakes where it's like a DJ goes rogue and plays a song that they're not supposed to play. And it's like immediately like the, the hit that changes it for that band. <laughs> like, right. It's common enough that we know it. I could name at least two or three bands where that's like their, their story. Well, during this time, 1993, 94, this is very legit, but not too many people that I know anyway, maybe, maybe some people still do, but listen to terrestrial radio. Now, yeah. Saget would probably really enjoy the rise of, streaming <laughs> oh he'd love it he'd love it he'd be like pandora this is great question also i have a theory after this one uh, i feel like the flyer question and this question are slightly tied and it makes me worry that Saget has like a problem with like poor homeless people trying oh, to make yeah. money that... but he's a question why is it that bums ask me for money when i ain't got none what is it an in thing or something let me remind this goon that he ain't got no money. Man, funk that, get a job. The meanest of Saget's, and also the the most difficult to follow what he's saying with that well, one line. You're reading that, and I don't remember that being it. This is what I got on on the Google. How do you remember it? I don't remember anything about a goon. Yeah, I don't know. Is it remind me of this goon that he ain't got no money? Man, funk that. I don't know. This might be the extended cut because there's two or three verses that I do not remember okay. from the lyrics that I got. Right. There might be a nine-minute version of Funk That. For oh, I, know. I guarantee there is. But yeah, this one felt uh, a little not great. You know, criticizing the unhoused doesn't yeah. seem great. But how I justify it in Saget's defense is there are legitimately like homeless people that are are out there but there there are also those people that just like go out and pretend yeah Yeah, they pretend the the pen the panhandlers more so where they're i don't know if that's the preferred term but yes the people who kind of just i know i i had a friend who literally found like a dude's sign stash where he had like 50 different signs that was like World War II vet was one, like cancer survivor was another one. Like it was just like, right. This, this might be a little bit unfair of us. This might be one of those 
for the most part, urban legends that like, oh, these people out there asking for, mute, for money, they make hundreds of dollars a day. That might be... That's one like of, probably one out of every a thousand of them, yeah. and the rest really do need some help. That sounds like a right-wing talking point or 1, something. One thousand percent. But still, Saget, I, I don't know if this was necessary to put in here. Yeah. I, he might as well have just been like, you're just going to spend it on drugs or something. Right. Like, it's it, like it, his point, though, is that... He doesn't he, have any He money. doesn't have any money. <laughs> so... so I get that part of it. I get that. I don't like the get a job part at the right, end. Right, right. Yeah. It's like, you think they're not trying, Saget? It's rough out in these streets. Not great, Saget. Not great. All right. So here's where like I vaguely remember these, but not really. It says, you know, every time I see my neighbor, she tells me to stay out of trouble. And the other one looks at me like I'm the one that got her daughter strung out. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Funk that. I remember that. What one. are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah, for sure. I feel like that goes back to the racial profiling one a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think I think Saget has a grievance there. If it, I mean, his neighbors are telling him to stay out of trouble. Yeah, that's a weird thing to say to your neighbor. Yeah, that's a weird thing to say to the neighbor. And then the other one's like, you're the reason why my daughter's on drugs. <laughs> Seems a little racially pointed. Well, no, he's saying that he's assuming oh he assumes that's why they're looking at yeah he's he's basically saying like i'm not the one who got your daughter hooked Uh, on drugs which actually is a little mean on his part now that i think about it because to be honest here's what i'll tell you i've heard old people a lot say to each other like oh they'll like run into each other i experienced this back when i used to work at the scrapyard a thing that i noticed old people say to each other i go hey what's up frank you staying out of trouble yeah like it's like this old person thing to say. Yeah. That is just like goofy. It's it's kind of like and then the person would be like, "What's that expression people always say about like living?" I oh, yeah. like, just living, buddy. Just yeah. trying, yeah. trying. <laughs> yeah, or it's just an expression that maybe people it's like saying what's up. Yeah. And Saget's taking it a little too personally. Maybe just a bit. All right, so we got two more verses here. Mm-hmm. We got Seems like every time it never fails, it never fails. I'm just chilling in my crib, minding my business, and someone wants to call me just to talk about nothing. Mm-hmm. Funk that. Get a life. <laughs> that one feels a little mean, too, because A, he could not answer the phone, and B, second, people want to talk to you. They care what you have to say. They they want to hear what, you, what you're funking today. Also, like the flip side of that is... If someone's calling you just to talk about nothing, Saget, that's called a friend. <laughs> Saget wants no friends. Get a life. Funk that. Get a life. I'm trying to chill and speak to nobody. Right. Right. Funk All right. That. And then the last one question Why is it when I go out to the nightclub, only the ugly chicks want to step to me? I mean, like I'm ugly or something. What do y'all mean? Funk that. Get out of my face. <laughs> uh, I mean, another mean one from Saget. Yeah, here. Saget's really bringing the heat on these. <laughs> Apparently, Saget thinks he's really hot. Uh, I think we're figuring out why his neighbor thinks he needs to stay out of trouble. <laughs> yeah, uh, Saget, the, the the funk that guy who you know, no offense to anyone wearing an eye patch. I don't know if he's wearing it as a fashion accessory <laughs> or if it is just. Uh, you know, if he has an actual eye problem, but I don't know if the guy wearing the eye patch should be complaining about any women stepping to him in the club. No. That's all I got to say. No, I I want to go back to the neighbor for a couple seconds. <laughs> You're right. Like just a neighbor saying like, hey, 
Hope you're staying out of trouble. It's a little weird. But if your neighbor's Saget and you're just hearing him scream and holler that his friends are calling him to talk about nothing mm-hmm. and that someone handed him a flyer. All the ugly girls at the club. <laughs> all, the, all the ugly girls at the club step into him. I'd be like, hey, man, I have, you all right? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, it's, maybe it's not the old man version. Maybe it's like, Saget, are you? Staying out of trouble. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I'm genuinely concerned yeah. about whether you're staying out of trouble. His or neighbor not. <laughs> is actually concerned that her neighbor is losing Question. his mind out of the tiniest things. Question: Why is it that my neighbor cares about my well-being so much? This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday. Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lamgoat's Van Flip Podcast. Every week, I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamgoat's Van Flip Podcast. We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your song. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing You gave us an assignment to come up with some mm. funk dads. I only came up with two. I'm not sure how many you came up I with. I understood the assignment. Okay. <laughs> what is, so let's, let's I got one very specific to one hit thunder. It's, I'm going to close with that one. Okay. But we'll see We'll see how, how I do here. All right. We'll trade them off. You do one, okay. I'll do one. So we, we made our own grievances. I wonder if I, first of all, no one in my group text from Punchline has yet responded to my text that said, hey, I think this is an okay idea. But also, do you guys think we could cover Saget Funk that maybe with our own grievances? <laughs> no one has responded yet. Not, a, not even a, a like or a heart or nothing. Yeah, nothing. nothing. You should quit that band. Yeah, might be time. That sounds like another cheetah idea. That might be the straw that broke the camel's back for me. Question. Why is it that every time I go to shop and save, the good eggs that I want to buy have an expiration date that's only a few days from now, so I got to go to another store just for eggs? Man, fuck that. Get some better eggs. All right. Question. Why is it when I take my parents' dogs outside, they can be out there for like an hour? 
and then come in and immediately shit on the pads. What are you doing out there? Holding it? Man, fuck that. Go outside. That's a good that's a really good one. Pulled, pulled from real life headlines at the Kelly House. Definitely relatable. I got one specific to a place where I like to eat sandwiches in the town where I grew up. Okay. Question. Why is it that every time I go to the foster house to get a king sandwich, I don't have cash on me and they're cash only, so I got to use the ATM and it charges $3.50. Man, fuck that. Take my Discover card. (laughs) Okay. This one might be a little bit pointed to something we talked about the other day, but... Question, why is it every time I listen to a podcast, there's an advertisement for Blue Chew? How many people listening to podcasts can possibly have penis issues? (laughs) Man, funk that. Go to a doctor or something. (laughs) Did you just screw us over for getting a Blue Chew Chew ads? Possibly, yeah. (laughs) All right, close this out with the the one Thunder one. Okay. (laughs) This is just podcasts in general and and the frustrations of navigating the internet and trying to promote your shows. Question. Why is it that every time I post about a really great podcast episode, it gets squashed by algorithms and gets like seven likes in one comment, but then I post a pic of a grilled cheese sandwich and it gets 200 likes and 46 comments? Man, funk that. Like my shit. (laughs) Love it. Uh, There's only one other thing that I want to talk about with Saget real quick, which is, like I said, this peaked at 63. It was real hot. I couldn't find anything. I couldn't tell you what date it peaked at that number. I couldn't find anything. So what I decided to focus on was that it was a number three club hit. And I was like, what other club songs were happening in 1994? Um, So the first thing I did was literally just search dance songs from 1994 shockingly didn't see a lot of stuff that I knew. The only two that jumped out at me were Reel to Reels, I Like to Move It, Move It, okay, and Ace of Base, The Sign. But then I thought to myself, MTV put out those Party to Go albums around Mm. this time. What was on the Party to Go albums? Why wasn't Funk That on there? What what songs were on there? So in 1994, when this song was uh, peaking, they put out two Party to Go albums, Volume 5 and Volume 6. And I'm not going to list all the tracks, but here's what was on Volume 5, some of the highlights on Volume 5. Previously mentioned Come Baby Come, What is Love by Hathaway, Informer by Snow, Slam by Onyx, and Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff with Boom Boom Shake the Room. Mm. I feel like Funk That would have fit in with a few of the... Slam and Funk That seems like a perfect one-two punch. Why not? And then Volume 6 featured All That She Wants, Shoop, which we both of those came up in the K7 episode, um, Regulate by Warren G, wow. one of the greatest rap songs ever written, uh, Fantastic Voyage by Coolio, and a song that I feel like we'll eventually do an episode of, but Us 3, Cantaloupe, was Ooh. made onto the party to go. I don't see Funk that fitting in as well with those songs. Hmm. So I feel like what I've learned from this is that the window of funk that lies somewhere between volume five of Party to Go and volume six. Volume five and a half. Yeah. Featuring Saget (laughs) funk that. How do we feel about Saget? 
Look, this was a really fun episode. I'm glad we recorded this episode. I'm never going to listen to any other song by Saget except for Funk That. And even then, as much as I enjoy this song, it is very ironic that I enjoy this song. It is not It is not a particularly good song. Well, Saget released one song and then two songs that were kind of just other versions of this one song. Never, as far as we can find, released anything else. The song was spoken word with six or seven grievances. One of them, one or two of them being legit. One or two of them being stupid. Two or three of them being really mean. <laughs> but you know what, Matt? I got to go with thunder on this. My oh, man, we're split. I this thought, split I thought Saget brought the thunder. All right. Well, I mean, I, I guess funk me. <laughs> <laughs> funk that, man. This has been One Hit Thunder. One Hit Thunder is hosted by Chris Fafalios of the bands Punchline, Pack, and Another Cheetah and produced by Matt Kelly at Geekscape.net. Underneath me, you're hearing Now I See off the Punchline album Thrilled. Visit punchline.com for merch, tour dates, and news. We're on Patreon now, so become a patron and get some bonus content, early releases, and a chance to vote on future episodes at patreon.com backslash OHT podcast. Do you want to start a podcast? Well, contact Chris or myself at weknowpodcasting.com for how we can make your show sound as professional as possible. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app and tune in next week for more One Hit Thunder. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The The Corner Corner of Gray Street. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. 
So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at soundtalentmedia.com, and I'll see you there.